Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Welcome to the cafe today. Hope you're having a great day, great week. It's great to have you here. Today we are continuing our series on Psalm uh, chapter 50. Psalm chapter 50. And it's a four-part series. We are in part number two, Psalm 50, looking at a beautiful psalm that's really in, in two parts as I see it. Uh, one part is dealing with God's power and strength and those that are his uh, and dealing with obedience. And another part dealing with disobedience and God's wrath and anger and judgment. And we do have a little bit of the judgment creeping into the beginning, but a lot of it here is in the latter part. And so as we go through here, we learn about the characteristics of God. And people oftentimes will act like God is um, unknown to them. They don't know who God is. They don't know anything about God. Or they'll say, okay, Jesus, we know is born of a virgin. We know, uh, we know about the cross, that he, that he was resurrected from the dead, that he was uh, the son of a carpenter. We know these things about him. But when you look at the Bible and you study the Bible, you study to show yourself approved unto God, uh, you oftentimes will see characteristics of God throughout the Bible. All of a sudden, you'll see God's righteousness on display throughout the Bible. You'll see um, God's love on display throughout the Bible. You'll see not only God's love, but the specificity of his love, his love being sacrificial, amen, uh, you'll see God's power throughout the entire Bible uh, from beginning to end, amen, from the power uh, to split the, you know, to create the earth and then to split the, and to flood the earth. That'd be another great example of his power. Uh, and then the uh, power to split the Red Sea open and get the Israelites out and wash out their enemy, Pharaoh and his armies. The power to raise Christ from the dead. Uh, the power to preserve the Holy Word, amen, the power to take these 66 books and unite them into one uh, theologically sound love story about God's love for us, for, hu for hu humankind, you'll say, mankind, I guess it'd be. Uh, God loves us so much. John 3.16 tells us so much that he sent his only begotten son, uh, that he gave his only begotten son. It's very important that he gave his only begotten son, uh, that whosoever shall believeth on him shall be saved, amen. We've got a great God, an awesome God. And here we are in Psalm 50. Uh, in the second part, Psalm 50, uh, verse 7 to 14, I'll re read here. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? 
Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. All right, so here we have a section of scripture where God exerts exactly what he does and doesn't need. He doesn't need anything. He's God. He's perfect. And so we can go ahead and stop thinking that he needs us for anything. He doesn't. He doesn't need us. Amen. God is self-sufficient and all-powerful, right? And so we are no longer um, beholden to this idea that we have to live a certain way uh, and, and that we're going to go ahead and gain God's favor by uh, giving him a bunch of sacrifices. Rather, we should look at being obedient and living under God's program because that is a form of worship when we live as God calls us to live. You know, have you ever thought about that? To worship God sometimes is to be obedient. And what is obedience? It's the idea of submitting to another's will. It's the idea of humbling yourselves, humility. It's the idea of living for God as he'd have you to live. He says, hear, O my people, I will speak, O Israel, and will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove for thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine in the fullness thereof. Look, Psalm 50, verse 12 kind of sums it up. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. <laughs> For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. God doesn't need us to feed him. Amen. God doesn't need us to provide for him. God needs us to be obedient. He doesn't need us. He desires for us to be obedient and to worship him through partly our obedience, just our living for him. I'm trying to think of a way to describe this. And I think there's, I'll step back for a minute and give you a little story. I went to the mountains recently for a couple of days with my wife. We'll call it a vacation, but you know, with little kids, it's never really a vacation, is it? We were uh, kept very busy and we're going to the mountains. We go up there, driving up there through the, through the um, Blue Ridge Mountains and eventually uh, the uh, Smoky Mountains and the uh, Pixa Forest. Uh, and, and we see in the Smokies these great uh, hills, rolling hills, and you have the cattle on these hills. And I was thinking, uh, God, uh, you know, he owns all the cattle, the cattle of a, a thousand hills. That's all his. Amen. And we get there. And the first thing we see is a family asking for help. They had a sign asking for help. And so my wife went into the store to, to get a cake from the store. And I just was praying and I was asking God to give me guidance on how we could help them. We just got there. We're on a vacation, and for whatever reason, it seems like sometimes when, uh, when we go out of town, there's more ministry activity than we're in town sometimes. Try to stay busy for the Lord here, but uh, man, it's, it's amazing what happens when we go out of town. The Lord really opens doors all the time. So my wife walks out with two bags, and one bag was the cake she was going to get, and then the other bag she said, I got some cookies, bring them to them, I knew you were going to go. And so I said, well, yeah, I believe the Lord wants us to go talk to them. So I, I went and got out of the car and approached them very carefully uh, to say, hey, you know, what's going on? We talked for a little bit. It was a Christian family, a family that I believe loves God, and they're learning about God and, and discovering who he is and, and his ways. Amen. And I don't know if we're, I don't think we're from the same denomination. I don't know. Certainly weren't from the same church. Uh, just there trying to help my brother and sister in Christ bear their burden. Amen. And we both kind of came to the same conclusion as we talked about 
their need. And they had a need to get home and they had a, a brakes that needed to be fixed on their car. They had bought the brakes and they just needed to find someone to fix it. And then nowhere to stay. And they were trying to figure out should they, you know, what they should do because they were at a campground. And so there's all this going on. And I, I prayed with them and, and we looked at the idea. We talked about this idea and they actually brought it up. Um, the, the man's wife brought it up that God has a cattle on a thousand hills. And the idea here is that God being self-sufficient, do we have faith that he truly is? Because if we have that faith, then yes, it's good. Maybe God wants to test us Christians to see if we'll step up and give when they hold a sign up. But at the same time, while they're holding that sign up in their hearts, they have that peace and security knowing that God ultimately will provide. And, and I had to tell myself that too, because I, you know I'm over here wanting to fix problems and stuff. And, and I, I you know, was helping them make calls and so forth trying to solve uh, the issue. But at the end of the day, I had to give it to God too and say, you know what? Uh, our God is a great God. And if we will step up and be obedient to him, to pray with one another, to bear their burdens, to seek the Lord's uh, power and strength, he's going to deliver uh, them from that. And he then will get the glory. And we'll get to that point in our next message about God getting the glory. But just understand that maybe you've been in a circumstance like that where you're almost out of words to describe the state of the world. We're in this like very, very deluxe vacation town, right? A town where it's all, you know, every little accoutrement uh, you can imagine, every kind of entertainment thing you can imagine. I mean, there really wasn't a whole big backbone of crisis ministries there, supportive ministries there uh, to support the stranger, the, 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 the passer through, uh, the, the one that was coming through to, to spend their money there. It was kind of, odd. And, and um, by God's grace, there were some individuals that were willing to step up and help. And so I, I'm thankful for that. But at the other end of it, there really wasn't as much as you would have imagined. And so what it all comes down to in a situation like that, when, when they were saying to me, this is the first time that they've ever experienced anything like this, from what I could tell, they didn't say that exactly, but that's the read I got. You know what we have to do? We have to turn to God and say, you're sufficient. I don't get it exactly what will happen or how you'll do it, but you're able, but you're strong enough, and we're going to give you praise. Everything is yours. If you were hungry, you wouldn't have to tell us because the world is yours and everything existing in the world is yours. And so if everything is yours and your people need you and we seek you and we're trying to live for you, then you're going to deliver us and then you should get the glory. That being God, God should get the glory. And that's how we should live. We should have that measure of faith where we're doing all that we can, especially scripturally, like the Bible says, to bear one another's burdens, uh, to come alongside uh, the stranger. You know, that parable there about who showed the love. Jesus told that parable uh, about how do you, you know, the, the, I think it was the lawyer asked, who, who is my neighbor, right? And Jesus told the parable about that injured person and all, you know, these holy people are walking by on the other uh, side of the street and that Samaritan finally comes and cares for that person and puts that person up and so forth. And we need to have that level of care and that le level of sacrificial love and giving. And at the same time, we need to have that level of faith, knowing that our God will supply our need, amen, and he'll supply the needs of those that are his. And he's not going to let one fall out of his hand, amen. And we need to have that faith. And so God says here uh, in verse 50, uh, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. What we really should be doing is thanking God and giving him praise. I think thanksgiving is something that miss, is missing in a lot of prayers. A lot of prayers uh, might be desperation prayers, might be panic prayers, but let's not leave out the thanksgiving. 
We have so much to be thankful for. And how about the fact that God is so powerful and mighty? Should we not thank him and praise him for that? It is important to praise him and thank him. Um, as a Christian, I thank him for opportunities to minister to people in small way. I didn't, I didn't really do much. Amen. I just was talking to them. And they said, well, you got out of your car. I said, yeah, I got out of my car. You know, I got out of my car. I'm coming over here because I can tell by their sign. Uh, they're believers and they're in need. And, you know, that's my brother and sister in Christ. And I care. Amen. Maybe I care too much sometimes. And sometimes that burden can be heavy. And maybe you care a lot. And maybe you're in a situation where you're bearing a lot of burdens here today. I urge you, I believe one reason why the Lord allowed this to happen, allowed me to be a part of it. I urge you to seek the Lord and to give thanksgiving and praise. Don't underestimate his power today. He is mighty. Uh, in the Old Testament, he says there, I think in the book of, uh, book of Numbers, has my arm waxed short? Am I too? Am I not strong enough? Amen. Uh, there's other scriptures that says, uh, God will say, uh, is anything too hard for the Lord? No, it's not. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. The creator of heaven and earth is completely willing and able to handle every situation that comes your way. If you believe on him and you have faith in him, he can and will deliver you from those things. And what you need to do is, number one, thank him in advance for what he's going to do. And then number two, and this is very important, when he does it, you give him the glory. You don't take the glory. You don't go run off back to a sinful life, if that's where you were. You go to God in praise, and you give him the glory. How about a testimony? Amen. What a testimony those folks will have as they finally reach their home and they get their brakes fixed of any brothers and sisters that reached out. And my hope and prayer is, and I believe they'll do this, they're going to say, look what God did. Not look what so-and-so did, but look what God did. Turn to God and his mighty strength, and he will deliver you and give him all the praise. He is more than worthy. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless. And amen. Tune in tomorrow for the third part here. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.